how long gone good morning my my final uh day hours in seoul um it is snowing and sleeting <laughs> really oh yeah yeah i honestly it's unbelievable the weather so yesterday a guy another guy that's here uh jason and i i was like look i want to go to all these stores if you want to rock with me he's like yeah sure so you know, we get in an Uber and we go to the Noah store. We go to Stussy. We go to Supreme. We go to Palace. We go to like the Great Mall that mm. Cho told me about. And it's it's truly just sleeting the entire. It's the worst weather <laughs> possible mm. to do a Chris Black retail report. So just like like sideways ice daggers, exactly flying at you. You you you're running from the car to the Supreme store and back. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which your is, your matcha is getting cold. Well, I finally actually I finally had a good coffee yesterday. At there's a there's a Korean brand called Adder Error that has the most insane retail store I've ever been in. Probably like it's it's like you're almost in a like a theme park. It, and Horny. they have this cafe at the top called Tongue. <laughs> Tongue. <laughs> Tongue. And the guy, I, this guy Pablo, was like Hornier. showing us around. And he was like, "We call it that because we think it's the you know the tongue is the key to taste. It's also the key to speech." And I'm like, "I get that, bro, and you're right, but <laughs> I, I can't argue with yeah, that." No, but. <laughs> obviously, you use your tongue to taste. But it had a cool logo of like a tongue, like a you know, a, like a kind of a, a take on the stones logo mm. type thing. But yeah, the, the coffee was banging. But we went to. So before all this, we went to tour the JYP office, which JYP is like the OG K-pop factory, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, and we go there and we just look at their office, which is not, it's just an office, but they have like some weird recording studios that are all themed. So there was like a <laughs> okay. Prince recording studio that was all purple and there's a giant mural of Prince. There was a Stevie Wonder um, I think there was maybe a Tina Turner. Okay, this has a real pimp my ride feel. Uh, yeah, very MTV pimp cribs my, kind of feel. The studios were feeling pimp my ride, but then we they had a cafe as well, brewing intelligentsia, which was so nice to see here, so far from home. Jason, it was like a warm hug. Okay, so the JYP have the built-in intelligentsia the same way that Tommy Lee had the built-in Starbucks at his yes, at his shagging exactly, palace exactly. in the Palisades. Exactly, shagging Palisades. Exactly. But the other thing, the other thing I've learned about soul and something that absolutely makes me it takes 45 minutes to get anywhere like any anywhere takes 45 minutes and it's so yesterday mm -hmm. it was just it was a so lot it's of, LA. yeah honestly it was except but with sleep yeah and slow it, it's it's like it's really the traffic really is at a standstill all the time no matter what time of day is it is it because people there are obeying the laws more? Maybe like the speed like or do people speed there? I don't think you. Yeah, I feel like everything. The punishment is so great that there's no there's no world in which it's worth the risk. You know what I mean? When, when Even, you say great, is there a different word that you would, could use for that? Because I, I was like a great. Punishment. No, I don't. I I don't know what you mean. Like like you you mean to say that the the punishment is is severe not severe, great as the, in yeah, like awesome sauce no yeah yeah the punishment yeah, no. is great you get free boba <laughs> it's so <laughs> sick you get bibimbap in the in jail it's so cool here um, they I mean they honestly probably do have some some bomb little bibimbap in jail yeah for sure I mean it, it's uh, <laughs> it's been but bro it's a, I feel insane like insane yeah because the the power of k-pop has sort of taken over your body that's kind of what not happened. unlike when uh you know a wild wolf bites uh bites you and you begin to feel the rabies take over your bloodstream that's exactly decisions that you want to make are no longer in your in your control Incapable. and it's in your own body it's it's uh, i can only imagine the feeling it's it's it is tr it's truly been psychedelic um but the i am very ready to go home so just hopefully, as long as we can de-ice this Korean Air plane, you know, I'll, I'll 14 <laughs> hours later, I'll be wait, I'll be waking up in beautiful New York City, and you're ready ready to go to the Charlie XCX boiler room yeah. for one night, and then you go back. She sent me the info, and it does start at a reasonable time. It starts at eight, and it's like be there at eight forty five, or because it's going to get lit. So mm -hmm, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I can get in. We were going. Jake and I are going to dinner. We'll hit this. I'll be in bed by 10, 11, latest. Mm -hmm. My ears, on the other hand, <laughs> my ears, on the other hand, will still be awake, I imagine, mm -hmm. just kind of with a nice, soft ringing in them, but I, I, who could be I was, sure? I was talking to George earlier this morning, and he was 
he was loving the the Nancy pod as many many others did, and he said that the the New York one is is so crazy that they they probably have to do one in L.A. now too. Just to, oh yeah, I'm not sure. Just I'm to feed sure. the feed the beast. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's like it's also. I mean, Boiler Room is is a brand, but it's also like it's free. You know, you know what I mean? It's like a first mm-hmm. come first serve like kind of situation. Yeah. So I feel like that really brings out the heads you know yeah and speaking of the last episode with with nancy our, our good friend tom tom Krell, how to dress well turn tom just texted us bro what's the name of your podcast 71 minutes in is all caps goated and if you haven't listened to that episode you should it is one of our quickly becoming a, an infamous fan favorite of of how long gone episodes and 71 minutes into the podcast she does ask us what the name of the podcast is called and that's just one of that's not even the best thing that happens oh yeah that's yeah that's the that's the tip of the iceberg as they say that's really Um, one hazelnut on the sunday uh arena alexander who is is a friend of ours she's a writer she she does a lot of big stories the new york times but they published she published yesterday like the ultimate like vanderpump rules Tom Sandoval, New York Times Magazine Sunday cover story, <laughs> and I have to say it's one, it's it's really really good. I, and I would even if you don't care about him or the show, I think it really is the the best kind of breakdown of of, of the whole thing and like the the, the how it all works. Um, this was for interview, you said? No, it's New York Times Sunday Magazine. Okay. But there was there was something. No, there was pictures in interview, too, right? too. Yeah. Yeah, there was pictures of him eating cake. Yes, yes, uh, in yes. An interview where he says he wants it warm and moist. You know, they did blow that up as the pull quote. How how, how does one not? And and Irina okay. didn't Irina do how long gone? She wrote the thing about sweater sweatshirts, sweatpants. She wrote, or is that a different person? No, she wrote the story about Scott Sternberg, the big story about um the big story that was a couple years ago. About, it wasn't. It was about sweatpants though, wasn't it? It was like. It said sweatpants, but it was about entire world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, because they made so much money on sweatpants. I'm glad um, that she's writing. I, I feel like I haven't seen much from her. She's probably just been grinding and beasting. But I think she only does extremely in depth, like long form. Mm-hmm, I do four mm-hmm. of these a year type beat. Is is what if maybe six if I'm feeling good. Sounds cool. Um, cool vibe. Yeah, it's it's good. No, it's it's it's. I mean, it's. I really liked it. Is it um is it true that Tom Tom I don't know these people. His name's Tom Sandoval. He's from Vanderpump. He's a toxic king that people want to fuck, right? Is that his vibe? Mostly now people want him dead. Um at one point they might have wanted to fuck him, but he's, he's kind of like a you know, he's like a guy who moved this she says this in the story, but he like moved to LA and like was a male model at, for like Rock and Republic, like a certain era of like bad <laughs> LA fashion, and he, it really worked for him. Why do people want to kill him? <laughs> because he cheated on his girlfriend with her friend, which was the it, it saved the show basically. Because the show was kind, people were kind of like, all right, this is fucking boring. It's been ten seasons of the same shit, mm. and then this happened, and it became. And then in the story, he also says he compares his his scandal to O.J. Simpson and George Floyd, which didn't go over super well. Um, as you yeah, as you can as yeah, you can imagine, yeah, 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 yeah. but the but the other funny part is like his his crisis. R.I.P. Mel's mentions, right? <laughs> That's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um the the his like crisis PR person is like in the room the whole time, and she's like a twenty three year old who grew up as a fan. <laughs> And just lets him say whatever he like. Does the opposite of what a of what a, a crisis communications person should do. Just like sits there and lets you're him. You're killing rock. it. You're killing. Yeah, it. it's so funny. It's so funny. Um, I really like. What's that. up with those those photos of what's uh, of Saltburn that everyone is also up in arms about? I haven't seen that. Barry. Oh, oh, that's that's um that's W. Where he's like laying in a puddle of blood and where stuff he's like proving that? he where he in in the the term of jason stewart he's not beating the i'm a woman allegations is is what i've been is, is what I, I've been. I, I think it's it's transcended sexuality and gender and it's more so entering i guess a, a bit of a a mr beast like category where people are like okay is this like illuminati shit like what's going on here kind of I've, I've, I've seen that on my corners of the internet yeah no definitely no i mean i don't understand our fascination with him i i don't i've never seen him act in anything so that's obviously on me um <laughs> that's well the only good thing about him is he is a very talented actor he I mean, he must be because he gets press i mean it's unbelievable because there's a new vanity fair cover today too that that um 
has all the you know he's on that and he has a big dick for how short he is yes of course well that always helps with celebrity especially in the in the gay circles you know that that helps Mm -hmm. that's why he that's how he's wearing pleather you know in w it's it's (laughs) it's one day it's part of it's part of the deal yeah it's just another day baby um no i did i did see a little bit about that but unfortunately you know my time is all fucked up so i'm seeing things i you know i'm feeling I wake up feeling extremely behind, which, as you know, is is my biggest nightmare. Yeah, you're so far ahead that you're behind, <laughs> bro. Damn. damn, that's twisted. Sounds like a Sum Forty One song. I did fall asleep last night at seven thirty. Woke up today at two a.m. So I'm I'm on Ooh. I'm on my grizzly still. I'm able I'm able to get it all done. I actually feel okay right now. I'm sure on hour eight of the flight I'll feel like shit. But you know. I think that K Wave Coca Cola. If without that, you'd probably be dead on arrival, right? Oh, I packed a can. I packed a can. I'm trying to smuggle one back to you uh, in Mexico. Yeah. Do you only have one can? I had two cans, or maybe I have one. Yeah, but I, I'm afraid. You know, packing a Coca Cola. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's. I want to, br- but I want one. I want to bring one to you, and we can split it. Uh, you know, during uh, uh, over a Mexican sunset. <laughs> you know, it sounds nice, doesn't it? It does sound nice. Me, you. Sky Ferreira butt chugging a Korean Coke. Me, you, and and me and Moretti going back to back with a Coke. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I I put us down for the eleven forty five Pilates. By the way, I hope there's. I hope we can just go to the gym as we please. But you know, we have, all right. Sorry, we're going to Mexico. You'll hear more about. Why that. wouldn't we be able to go to the gym as we please? Well, I, who knows? It might be. It, you know, the hotel's so new. It might like the gym might still be under construction or something. You never know. Oh dear God! <laughs> I know. All right, our guest today is uh is is Blue D Tiger. Uh, she's got a new record coming out. All I ever wanted is everything. March 29th. Um, and uh, you know, she's she's really something at slapping to bass, and I, I like that she leads. Mm-hmm. She leads with bass. When you listen to the music, you can tell that it's been constructed by a bass player. Yeah, she's a certified slapper and is talented and, you know, re- respected in the game. The All the studio rap bros we know are like, no, she's legit, man. And it does show. She she really just slaps it up. And you probably already know who she is. She's big on, on social media and TikTok and all that shit for, uh, for slapping. So uh, I met her at the, <laughs> at the Grammy party a, f- a couple weeks ago. And she said she's a big fan, so I said, let's fucking pod. So let's give her a pod. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long that's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert (laughs) how long gone is brought to you by nutrafol as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin hair is a reflection of your health uh oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step 
to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long? That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long? Do you do you want us to call you Blue or do you want us to call you a different name or anything like that? No, Blue is my real name. Oh, so you got you got funky parents, huh? Oh, for sure, dude. Okay, Blue is your real name. You have <laughs> funky, funky parents. How funky are these parents? Like funky enough to like take their kids to Burning Man when we were like nine. Oh shit! Yeah, dude. Okay, okay. So they so they abused you as a child, and thank you for coming <laughs> oh, out. Oh no, no. Be- <laughs> They're the best. They're no, the that- best. But yeah, Blue is my real name. That's okay. And and your parents, what do they do for a living? If I, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, all, after after telling us that story, I'm surprised your name isn't more bizarre. Yeah, Blue is kind of tame for nine years old. Ed. It kind of is. It kind of is tame, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like BLU, so it's a little bit cooler. You know, it is cooler. Yeah, not the full color. Blue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad's a painter, like a visual artist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And yeah, my mom's a mom. Okay, got it. And mother. So you have, mother do you, do you have brother? Okay, so you have brothers and sisters. Can you kind of run through their names for us, just to compare and contrast? Yeah, it's not as cool as my. I mean, my my older brother's name Rex. Cool. That's so like kind of oh, funky. It's cool if he's hot. It's cool <laughs> if he's hot. Yeah. Um, and then my little brother's <laughs> named Luke L U C. So it's not as cool. He kind of got the, he got the least cool one. Yeah, but Luke, the the alternative spelling does make it feel French, which could work know, well right? well for him. And like when he was like a baby, we would say like Lucky Luke. Oh, that's sure. that's that, kind of cute. That's his artist name when he decides to get into music. Yeah, we tried to make him do music so we could like all play together, and he was just like not into it. Like a Jackson Five kind of scenario. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a little like like the Tiger Three. Yeah, that's kind of no, that's, that's very cute. that's very cool. He played the trumpet for like a second, and then he was not into it. You guys could book some. You could book Burning Man and kind of and kind of help underwrite the trip. You know, that was a good. I know. Would that, that be sick? That was a good plan on your parents' part. I get it. Okay, yeah, so what, Burning Man was funny. What do you remember from Burning Man at the age of nine? Um, basically, there was a lot of naked people. Like everyone's naked. Yes. So you were able to see female and male anatomy at an age where <laughs> other people don't have that privilege, perhaps. Yeah, Pri- I mean that's privilege cool. is a good word. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool. My parents also like my parents also like used to live in Ibiza. Like they're they're cool. Oh damn. Okay. So like okay. we would go to like nude beaches in Ibiza too. So I'm like you know it was not that it was that wasn't that shocking. You've been look you've been looking at uh, titties for <laughs> yeah a long time. You know, I've been looking at titties around. my whole like, life. It's not you know like that wasn't like crazy. I think it was more like. I don't know. That was also the year. Do you guys remember there was a year in Burning Man where like they burnt the man down accidentally like a few days early? Of course. <laughs> that was. I, I, I don't remember that because <laughs> I, don't, I don't follow the Burning Man Reddit, but go well, ahead and tell I'm me all about it. I'm surprised you're not like super hip on all the on all the Burning Man. It was on the Drudge Report, Chris. It was on the, it was on Drudge. It made news. But this was a year. Yeah, this was a year that it was like big news. Like the, the man like burnt down accidentally a few days prior. Mm hmm. So it was kind of a special year we went, but this was also like, this was also like before like Diplo was doing DJ sets there. Like it was like very like arty. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, as yeah. like was like now there's like influencers that go like the whole thing. This was like a very arty time, so it was cool. Can I ask? Can I ask a quick question just as a as a Burning Man novice? Yeah, I I, ha- I have to be honest with you guys, and this is embarrassing. I didn't know there was an actual Burning Man. Really? I thought it was complete. Wow. No, I thought it was just a symbolic. Bless your heart, Chris. No, it's a thing. It's like a big, I think like an artist, like it's some sculpture. Yeah, there's, there's like a team of people. They they erect this giant, it's kind of like a wooden stick figure of a man, but okay. it's, like, it's like it's like as big as a okay. I don't know, 10-story building. It's huge. it's huge. Yeah, it's giant. And then on the last night, is it the last night, the Sunday? Yeah, it's the last night they like burn it. They light that thing on fire and then the, the mescaline kicks in and then you yeah, start dancing. Yeah, it's like a thing. Like everyone's like dancing and it's a vibe. But I just remember we would like ride our bikes like you just it's all like bikes and walking because mm-hmm. it's in the desert. So we would just like ride our bikes and we put like glow sticks on our bikes and like decorated them. We would just like ride around in our bikes all day. Okay. And you and you were not partaking in any 
drug use when you were no no okay. and neither my neither with my parents like my parents aren't they're like we're just here to see dicks that's it <laughs> no, i don't do drugs at all <laughs> i don't need they were nothing like there to see like the art i guess mm. but it was funny because we like pulled in and we had an rv right crazy we, were, we had an <laughs> rv and we pulled in and Insane. and there's like a there's an area of burning man that's like the family section and my parents like <laughs> rolled in and they were like they were like we're not parking in that area like who's crazy enough to bring their kids to burning man like that's insane and we're like mom <laughs> like we're right here guys you imagine bringing they're like wow we are so high we totally forgot we brought you guys <laughs> fuck this no. is embarrassing <laughs> they're like yeah no they're they're cool parents though for sure they know what's up it sounds like it we definitely left early too we didn't stay the full time i think we like ha after a few days we were like we're not we're not well you guys here. gotta get back to to elementary school and stuff like that you know so you, <laughs> yeah we had school. You gotta, you, yeah we had to get back to new you york can't, you can't miss too many days you know so but you did you live in ibiza at any point or or this was before your time this was before my time so my my parents lived there for like five years um in like a finca which is like a you know like small cottagey vibe in the hills and i want to i just want to be i want to be clear neither of your parents are djs no they're not but but i dj and i kind of got into it because like my parents had the of whole being, like abusive yeah. background but basically they my older brother he's a few years older than me he's like three and a half years older than me and my mom was pregnant with him while they were living in ibiza and then they went to holland to give birth to them i birth to him because they didn't want to like they don't trust the doctor you know the doctors in ibiza it wasn't like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They they yeah, yeah they just have you don't they have, just to have yeah yeah anyways. they only have they only have Narcan over there <laughs> yeah they, don't they have just much like else. weren't sure about the like hospitals over there so and my <laughs> yeah. dad's my dad's from Hall they're like we do a lot of abortions not a lot of births though sorry <laughs> yeah they just yeah, like they weren't the, <laughs> they were, I don't know so probably the best call so they went yeah so they went to Holland where my dad is from to like give birth to my brother and then they went back to Ibiza and my older brother lived there until he was three. And then they moved to New York and they had me. And then we would go back to Ibiza every summer as like our summer. That's nice. Like summertime. Too cute. Back yeah, to so the really motherland. So I spent a lot. Yeah. So I spent like, I went to Ibiza every summer for a few months um, until I was like 13 or 14. Okay. So I know Ibiza well. Okay. And does, does your time spent in Ibiza influence your DJ career in terms of musical genres and styles not so much just the active dj um yeah kind of like when i got into it are you a balearic bitch is what i'm saying dude kind of yeah like, <laughs> like yeah. there's this crazy um i just remember we would like drive around ibiza like going to the beach and we listened to this like ain't no sunshine remix but it was like the it was the mm, like mm, cafe del mar like it yeah. was the um like bambuda groove remix that they would play at like the bambuda groove restaurant i can hear the congas right now yeah it was sick so i was like really into that stuff Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of got into DJing because I was hearing a lot of house music, I guess. Mm -hmm. But the music I play is like, I mean, I kind of play everything, but the music, the music that I like to DJ is like disco house stuff. Great. So it's like kind of a busy. Well, disco, disco house, you know, baseline driven. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Baseline driven. I love when Jason, <laughs> I love when Jason gets in his music bag. Baseline driven. When I DJed a lot, that's, that was my favorite stuff too. Like French house with just like a groovy ass, you know, a Fred Falky kind of. Oh yeah. I like Fred Falk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of vibe. It's nice. I love when, I love when people talk about music like this because I do recognize all the names for being a, you know, a person who looks the Being internet. a bottle rat. Being a bottle rat. But I, I cannot tell you. I've seen Fred Falk's name for a hundred years. Never knew what what kind of music he played. So I'm glad that I learned something today. No, on, he's cool. On on. And he would like play bass. So like my whole thing when when I DJ, I like play bass while I DJ, and I like shred over the tracks. <laughs> and I think Fred. <laughs> Fred also think, does that. And I think Fred also does that. And I remember when I started doing it, I was like, guys, like I'm the only one that does this. Like in the <laughs> you world, you like I. It? couldn't yeah i was like i invented this shit like anyone who does this after me like this is from me mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. one person i remember like came up to me and was like oh yeah like fred you remind me of like fred falk like fred falk does that and i was like Fuck. uh how do you think how do you think fred falk feels dude i don't know if he even knows who i am like we gotta have a sit down we have to have a sit down chat or like a base no battle. he's gonna he's a base right off? now he's listening to this he just smashed a cigarette out into the floor and he said this is bullshit <laughs> how did you start slapping the bass though because i feel like that is a, a, a maybe not the number one instrument most people reach for as a kid yeah totally i mean i started i started playing when i was like seven 
because my brother was playing drums at the time. Mm, so you wanted a little a little homegrown rhythm section. Yeah, kind of. And I I kind of like I saw a lot of girls playing guitar and singing and stuff and I was like, I want to be a little different, you know. So I chose bass and then yeah, I did like I studied a lot of like rock music and was just listening to like the classics when I was seven. I was like that really annoying kid in middle school being like the stones like i love the stones you know like i was kind of annoying um mm -hmm. when everyone else was listening to like whatever was on the radio some 41 yeah i was like kind of kind of pretentious in that way um but yeah so i was like learning all the kind of like rock stuff when i was young and then when i was maybe like 13 or 14 i got into like slap bass and i heard um chic like Nile rogers mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I got really into those bass lines and I was like, okay, like disco funk, like that's where it's at with the bass. Like that's where I feel the most connected to like the bass lines, I guess, and the melodies of the bass lines. So yeah, then I got into that and then I got into like Larry Graham, Sign the Family Stone and mm -hmm. yeah, learned how to slap. And I was like, this is the shit, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like 14, like a 14 year old girl just like going around slapping the bass everywhere. Yeah, and then I just like really got into that, and then I just when when you yeah. were younger, did you have to have a, a smaller bass for your child bass hands? Yeah, I did. I was so like the bass was like taller than me. I had well, I had um, <laughs> I had a Gretsch bass. Yeah, it was like my first bass ever, and this is actually this is so classic New York. I feel like because I left it in the back of a taxi cab and I never got it back. And it's still like to this day haunts me. Like oh, I still cry over it. Damn, bro. I like left it. It was after a show. So I did this, I did this program called School of Rock when I was young. Sure. Where you would play shows. You'd play shows like every, every quarter, I guess. And the shows would be at like CBGB and like the most iconic venues ever. So I was just playing at CBGB when I was like seven. <laughs> there was a night, like I think I was seven or eight like after the show where we put it in the back of a cab and then I was like so excited, so hyped up that like I got out and then like a few hours later realized like I didn't take the bass out of the cab and I just didn't get it back because you know, you don't have the cab number, you know, now with Uber it's sure. so much easier. Yeah, it really is. Isn't I, that tragic? That's tragic. So tragic. I, I've always, it's funny, I've never left anything valuable really, but I've always gotten it back, even in cabs back in the day. Like if, like it was tough, but I, I like remember getting a phone back a couple times. Yeah. It's not, it, it's not pretty because they want to keep it and sell it for money. Uh, yeah, I'm still upset about it. I'm still upset. You know what? You know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. You're gonna be walking down the street and look in the window wistfully of a guitar shop, and it's gonna be in there. You're gonna see it sitting in the window, and now that you're you know successful, you can you're gonna go in and buy it and kind of redeem yourself. That's what I see for you. Thanks. And you're gonna make a TikTok about it. Yeah, I'm just. I was literally just thinking about the like viral potential, like in the, in my head when you're saying that story. It's like, or like this would be a good music video. So thanks for the idea. As your as your star continues to rise, are you thinking in the content creation brain mindset right now a little too much, uh, or are you feeling like it's a healthy relationship with content? Uh, I don't know. I mean. It goes in waves. I feel like when I'm when I'm writing, I'm not really thinking like that because I'm just thinking about the music and recording. Mm -hmm. But right now, while I'm like rolling out my album, yeah, kind of. But I don't think that's like I don't know if that's like amazing. I don't I don't like like I don't want to be on my phone all the time. But I'm like just. It doesn't sound like you're proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know you got to do what you got to do. It's the part it's of the part job. Of, it's the yeah, part, it's of the job. part of the job. Think about how bad it is for us because we do the same thing, but we're not. Um, young or a musician so it's it's even more embarrassing <laughs> so don't 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 feel too bad just imagine doing that but being 40 okay yeah exactly yeah just imagine that that's the debt the depth yeah i'm kind of like i'm kind of like over being cringe at this point i'm like i'll just do it like anything i need to do like i'm down like whatever You're, you i'm sure i'm sure our friends at capital records love that about you <laughs> yeah because i'm like it's not cringe to be like successful and have a hit song so like who cares you know damn you're you're really speaking my fucking language i couldn't agree yeah. chris is like are you looking for new management are you yeah, happy with yeah, your yeah. current representation are you happy with your current situation uh we can talk after yeah i mean i think that there is some i mean i think that it's it there is some truth to that though you just got to own it it's like what's the point yeah why am i doing this as long as I you're can't? like st still staying true a little bit like obviously i'm not gonna like be different than myself but as long as you're still staying true to yourself like you can be a little bit cringe <laughs> we'll see we'll see how that makes me thank you for reassuring me because I, I think that we're all a little bit cringe and you know i i try not to think of that but I, you're right it's unavoidable if you're going to do anything yeah it's, un it's unavoidable especially on tiktok it's so unavoidable it's not really your fault either it's sort of like we need more 
uncringeworthy outlets to to promote things you know like like tiny desk concert kind of vibe like that's a cool yeah. way that's not so cringy oh I, I, dis- like, I disagree i think that's cringy well, it could it could be i mean compared to like pretending that that somebody walks up to you on the street sure, and asks to take sure, a tour sure, of your sure, apartment sure, sure. <laughs> i say or that ask you how much your shoes cost i say that as someone who watched a, a clip of a young jeezy npr tiny desk jason sure. so maybe my vision is currently clouded yeah i got it um do you do you listen to primus blue um i don't really but i get so many comments that are like play primus really and tool i get a lot of comments that are like play primus play tool <sighs> mm, yeah that's that's a little i mean well because so so you you record videos on tiktok instagram where you're doing sort of covers, play-alongs of popular songs, mm-hmm. and then people will request, like, hey, wouldn't it be sick if you did this kind of thing? Yeah. But the people that request Tool and Primus are probably going to be people that you don't want to respond to in terms of your personal safety. Yeah, like, it's... Or, like, some type of watch it's list. It's funny, you know? like, my fan base is, like, you know, the young girls who just, you know, who love music and whatever, and then there's, like, 50-year-old men who just, like, love the bass. Uh, is it? Do you think it's it's only the bass? You think it's only the bass? I mean, I don't. That's what I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, just loved it. I mean, it's not your place to say. Yeah, like yeah, like at my shows, it's funny. Like every city, it's kind of the same. Like there's like you know the girls on the barricade, you know they're vibing, and then there's like some of those like dudes who are just like, yo, like your bass play, like I love your bass playing, and then it's funny because sometimes they'll they'll bring their daughters, and they'll be like, oh yeah, I showed your daughter. I, I mean, I showed my daughter your music, and now she like loves your music. Like it's like instead mm-hmm. of like the the kids turning their parents on, it's like the parents turning their kids on, which is kind of cool actually. Yeah, it is cool. Like a fan's a fan, you know. A fan, hey, hey, a fan's a fan. Oh, their I money love that. still spends the same. Yeah, fans a fan. But it was funny because my last my last headline tour, every show I brought up someone from the audience to play bass, and oftentimes I would pick like young kid, like it, it would be like you know a ten year old boy or something. Sure. But sometimes at some shows, like there just weren't that many people to pick from and I would end up picking like a 30 year old dude and they just don't want to. What about you? Creepy guy in the third row. Creepy guy. Come on down here. (laughs) Yeah. They would like, yeah, they would like not want to leave. It was so funny. Like all the, the young kids and like the girls are so respectful, you know, and then the dudes Mm. are up there. Like they just want to keep shredding. They just don't. They're like, so I'm in the band now, huh? Yeah. They're like, that was the best night of my life. Like they just didn't want to get off the stage. I had some, a few awkward, ones where i was like all right dude like (laughs) we're gonna move on (laughs) how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at better help jason better help you know the summer travel season is coming up luckily my better help therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent so for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions we were spent off obviously off clock Going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So, it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting (laughs) therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. Korea World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard, the New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland, who are putting modern spins on 
Korean classics. Recipes include giant short ribs, whole fried smash, rockfish, and pineapple kimchi fried rice. I'm sad I didn't get to name the foods and you did. <laughs> Korea World is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food. Available wherever books are sold. Now that you say that, I wonder, I feel like if you, you do it enough and you know your fans and if you're a musician and you know the music, I feel like you kind of can use your intuition to tell if this person is going to nail it or not. Like you can kind of already feel that they're going to be, you know, low key, surprisingly good at it, right? Yeah, you can kind of feel like I would just, mm -hmm. you can pretty much tell. But there's one time I brought up a girl who was like nine or something and she had never held the bass in her life. Like she had no idea what was going on, but she was actually the best because she was so like chill about it and I like taught her on the spot kind of. Oh, that's cute. Just to like, it was really cute and she was actually sounded the best. She was like awesome. She wasn't trying to, she was just doing like one mm, note. That's so the cute. thing. It's it's good to get a young person in there and you can mold them versus having to un, you know unlearn some bad technique. Yeah, she's about inspiring, inspiring the youth, you know, just inspiring <laughs> the That's what you're doing up there. Thank you for your service. Thanks guys, thanks. You guys got to come to the show and I'll bring you guys up. Jason, Jason fancies himself Jason fancies himself a bass slapper, actually. So let's put him on the spot. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I don't. I don't think I would fancy myself a bass slapper, but I have played the bass before, and I, I like doing a little slap, slap around. You know, hit the bong, have a slap. <laughs> and dude, we got a jam. Yeah, we'll hit jam. the bong and have a slap. That really makes yeah. It do sound. you do you use marijuana while you slap or no? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't smoke weed. You're a drug free chica. Yeah, I don't. I don't do drugs. Yeah, that's you're too advanced. You know what I mean? You're too. Advanced. You know? So what's the vice then? What's the vice? <laughs> Dude, nothing. Nothing? What do you mean nothing? I don't know. I just like like it. I just like it. You, life, you mean? <laughs> yeah, life, I guess. <laughs> I just like it. Okay, so your your parents just did a really good job raising you is what it feels like? They're they're pretty dope. Yeah, they're awesome. I just like never I never felt the need to like do drugs, honestly. Yeah. And I like grew up in New York like And you never got pressured by your cooler friends? No, cuz I I grew up in New York. I grew up in New York City and it, it's so stimulating already. Like there's so much going on that like mm. You know what mm. I mean? And I was I was DJing since I was 17, so I would be DJing in the clubs, you know, using my fake ID and stuff and I couldn't I couldn't even like I didn't want yeah, to go yeah, in there yeah. and drink and like ruin my chances of getting booked again sure, and, like, sure. like i would go in and you're a bag exes. chaser like, I was just and that's so what i like about it. you you're not gonna fuck up your money for a, dude, for a, a vodka hustler. soda yeah <laughs> dude exactly i'm like a hustler I, yeah I, I didn't even start drinking till i was like 21 22 where do you where what clubs were you djing in new york when you were 17 because i feel like because of our age difference i could have been in some of these clubs yeah i was um my first dj gig was ever was at elvis guest house which is closed oh now. shit wow yeah, yeah i forgot about cut. that okay. dude that yeah. place that Jesus. place was so awesome yeah my uh -huh. first dj set was there i have dj there as well and it was a tricky night it was tough it was tough for tj on the decks bro what happened yeah what happened a woman tried to Give me a blowjob while I was DJing. Whoa. Someone you didn't know? Someone I did not know. I was that good at DJing. Isn't, isn't that the whole point of DJing? That's what Whoa. I was about to say. Isn't that like the whole point? I mean, it's not something that I would want to do in front of a room full of people who are currently watching me DJ. You know, it was, it was yeah, that's, like, that's smart. She may have that's, been that's a little smart. inebriated and not realizing what was yeah. going on so it was kind of a it was more on the dark side that because it was a, that place was it was small it was pretty small right it's small and it's also like smoky it's like it's very dark and like they have like fog and stuff so i could kind of see how that would happen it's it's really fun room to dj in then because like once it gets so cracking it's like very gnarly yeah so fun that was like my first my first dj set ever and it was for um tyler mitchell's book release party he's a big photographer yeah yeah AT ATL zone. Yeah, pretty sick. And I brought my bass and I like shredded over like Hotline Bling or something. And it was pretty <laughs> dope. And I was like, this is fire. I want to do this forever. And then, so, <laughs> yeah. And then I would play it. I, like I had like a residency at Happy Ending. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah. Side. Yeah. I had a, I mean, I was, I was playing in the basement at public, like right when it opened, I had like a residency there. Damn bro. Yeah. And then I was doing like all these like warehouse shows where i would get paid like a 100 bucks or something and i would play at like 5 p.m okay so okay a warm up vibe right when people were like walking in yeah and i was like i would i would warm it up you know that's 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 good i i i like this i like that you were open to do whatever you said i'll bring my my bass and my cdjs and i'll be ready to rock Dude, that was my t whole thing i would just say yes to like every i would do like the most random shit like i would say yes to everything 
and i was like young too so it, it like that's what you should do i don't know it's just like yeah let me just like yeah get out there okay well while while you're in this young grinding phase where you're starting from the bottom are your are your parents micromanaging your moves at all or are they letting you do your thing no they're just letting me do my thing they trust you yeah and like my brother also you know does music he plays with me now too okay. um, he plays drums in my band oh that's nice for you to give your your big brother a job that's really cute <laughs> yeah it's cute we get to tour together it's awesome and he like co-writes and co-produces on some of my tracks and stuff but like i always had him too so i feel like my parents were a little bit more right chill because we were always together doing stuff but yeah they just let our let us do our our thing like they're very their whole thing as parents is just like like they taught me and my brothers you know have a passion and follow it when we we're really young mm -hmm. which is cool very lucky you know not everyone's like that obviously do, do you have so, yeah. do you have a backup passion in case slapping don't slap <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um <laughs> uh no yeah she's like yeah. no bro i'm good i'm i'm you're like I'm it's called djing dumbass yeah <laughs> i mean honestly like honestly i feel like dj like if i didn't try to, if i if i wasn't like an artist right now i feel like i would be like djing and i would be like playing bass for other people like on tour i feel like that's what i because that's what i was doing that's what i was doing before i put out my music who were you playing who were you playing with um i played with a bunch of people i i played with this this group the knox so like a dj duo and yeah, then yeah, yeah. i played with um caroline polachek right before the pandemic friends of the show yeah yeah i love caroline she's the best did you have to dress up like a witch or could you kind of wear your own clothes <laughs> no i could kind of i had like a uniform i wear this like black jumpsuit nice okay. but it was just me and her on at that point she didn't have a band so it was, it was just me and her on stage so i would play bass and do the tracks and yeah, okay. like sing backgrounds and do a little guitar and stuff yeah i did a lot of that stuff and then when i was when i was in like high school and stuff i was playing with the nyu kids at like bitter end and like mm -hmm. all that stuff you mm -hmm. know like pianos i'd play pianos like every week yep one of the worst places in new york Someone. yeah we Dude, all. pianos is pianos like is popping now though like yeah, now it's like packed always it's crazy <laughs> those places if you survive as long as they've survived you're just it's going to come back around you, you know what i mean yeah, it's going to be like now it's, it's, it's cool again i guess yeah i don't know yeah yeah, yeah, it's gonna be popping again. It's gonna be popping again. Do you like touring though, or no? Yeah, I like it. I like it if it's if it's like a good crew and a good situation. Sure, sure. Yeah. And the shows yeah. are, you know, if it's like a good good circumstance. If it's if I'm getting paid and I have a bus, yeah, I like it. Otherwise, I'm all set. Yeah, if I'm in a bus and it's like I I opened for Sabrina Carpenter last year and that was sick. It was so awesome because her like the shows were fire every night. The fans are lining up from 9 a.m. Like, they're so stoked. What is her? Okay, I, I know who she is, and I know that she's rumored to be dating Barry Keoghan right now. Uh-huh. But what is her? Where is she? Where she's? <laughs> where is she from? Like, what's? Is she, like, a actress? What's Disney? her fucking deal? Yeah, what's her fucking deal? <laughs> she, um, she was on Disney. Okay, she was like okay. a Disney. That's what I thought. Yeah, she, and she was in the kind of, like, love triangle with, like, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett. Like, there was that whole drama. Oh, okay, hot. Yeah. Mm. Chris is back. That was a while. That was like, you know, the driver license, driver's license era. But she's like, she's popping right now. She's so awesome. And she's such a good singer. She's very, she's very popping. So where, what kind of places were you guys playing with her? And were her fans, did they fuck with you? Or they were like, we're here for her. And this, this is cute, but we're here for her. No, they, they fucked with me. I mean, we played at the Greek. We did. Um, really? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah shit. she's the Damn, Greek. Bro. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's opening for Taylor Swift now too. She's, she's giant. Um, But yeah, we played at the Greek. We did two nights at terminal five in new york yeah that's okay this is serious business this is serious business. no this was like a serious tour and we were in the bus and it was so fun and her crew was like so did nice. you guys know each other and that's how this happened or is this strictly business no we didn't know each other it was just yes this guys you know and you guys are enemies now i assume <laughs> no no we're, we're friends now we're friends we're friends but she we butted heads a little bit but we figured it out now <laughs> yeah no we got to hang a little it was dope but her fans i think they were into it because they're like it's just like those are the best kind of fans because they're like they're like 15 they're just stoked to be there they wait they're waiting months to go to the show they're all dressed up like whoever's open you know if like they like sabrina mm -hmm. they're gonna like whoever sabrina likes you know what i mean so like they're gonna mm -hmm. like the opener yeah for sure they got their mom's credit card for the merch table yeah, yeah we, like we love stoked. these fans they have like they have signs on their phone that's like kiss me like they're just like cute you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're just out here they're like and they would they would come up to me after the show and they'd be like i love how your base matches your outfit it's like that type <laughs> of vibe you know which is amazing like, you're like did you it. see what i was doing with the base they're like yeah cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they just like 
yeah they and then they're like oh i'm gonna stream your whole discography like on the ride home like they're just like cute and they're just into it they're just like music fans yeah it's sometimes it's dope. i'm gonna pre-order your next album and save it on spotify i've pre-saved yeah they're that type of they're that type of vibe which is the best yeah of course i mean it just we love a pre-saver yeah we need a pre we need the pre-savers we need the merch buyers we need the pre-savers <laughs> pre-savers <laughs> i bet we do okay well when when you were when you were younger did you ever get courted by the disney people as a as a rising young star um no, I didn't. Or anything kind of similarly to I, that? You know what I did do? I did do a Kids Bob. I did a Kids Bob commercial. Okay, I like this. <laughs> okay. When I was super young, I did a Kids Bob commercial, but it wasn't one of the ones that was like airing on TV all the time. This was like a Kids Bob meets car commercial type thing. <laughs> so I was like in the band. It was like kind of like a talent show, like school talent show kind of like basis for the that was yeah like the, that was the, the that was the, the, the vibe yeah that was the plot of the commercial and like and our mom like in the commercial there was like a woman who was playing our mom and she would drive us to the talent show in this car <laughs> and then like i was in the band as like the bass player i thought i was gonna like be famous after i was so <laughs> sure tough. sure you thought this was your big 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 You're way like, so in. when does my sag card come <laughs> yeah. i was like i am famous i was like this is it <laughs> And I was, I got to miss a day of school because it was like shooting on a school. I was like stoked. Mm -hmm. And then I don't, I don't know. Got a $175 check in the mail three months later. Yeah, it was probably, yeah, it was probably like 200 bucks. And then I had, I remember there was a, like a casting agent came in, came into my middle school for Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, wow. And I went in and I didn't audition for Moonrise Kingdom. You didn't book. I didn't get it though. I didn't get it. Well, you know, yeah. there's still time, you know, you're still young. Your whole no, life is you're, in front you're of you. You're having the last laugh. Nobody watched Asteroid City. I know. You know he's on his downward spiral. <laughs> yeah. Hate to see it. Sure though. Uh, it's a, it's been a tough ride. Where what neighborhood did you grow up in in New York? I grew up like downtown Manhattan, like near NYU. Oh shit. Okay. Well, there you go. I yeah. Mean, in the thick of it. Yeah, that really is in the thick. I'm of a it. New York kid. Do you are you gonna stay in New York forever for the rest of your life? Um. Well, I'm in LA now, basically for. Like I have a place in LA, and then my parents. Okay, well, so you already left. Got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. already kind of left, but I'm I'm there all the time. Like I don't like to say I live in LA because well, none of none of us do. None of us I'm do, sweetheart. A, none of us do. Yeah, no one does. I'm just like such a New Yorker. I just love the city. Like I can't drive. Like I can't. So what are you doing? What are you doing in LA? Just getting these sessions in? Like what? If you can't drive, I know it's bad. I I like, yeah. I'm here basically to write. Like just when I started writing more and i signed my record deal like there's just there's no one to work with in new york and i found myself doing all these writing trips here so i was like i gotta just mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to like mm -hmm. keep airbnb being like it just so you make left sense. the greatest city in the world to hang out in burbank and studio <laughs> city most of your literally, days literally. <laughs> yeah to hang out at the the chromio studio in burbank oh well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i shout out to riley yeah i didn't i've never been to that 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 studio but i'm gonna visit soon dude that one's Awesome. Chromio's new album, Adult Contemporary, is available now. Yeah, everyone go check it out. I played bass on one of the tracks. They sent me over a half. Oh, you did? Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, they're like my they're like my my bros. I love them. That makes sense. Very, very, very good guys. Bass is a big part of their music, so I understand them focusing on that and bringing in a kind of killer. No, totally. Kill what, so what neighborhood do you live in in L.A.? I'm in Echo Park. Okay. I have like the most New York apartment ever. Okay. So it's like the yeah, most New York. In what in what ways? You, you have a fire escape? You know, just like apartment <laughs> with like big windows. Like it's just like a, you know, it's like it feels like you're in a city. If you didn't look outside, like it would feel yeah, like okay. you're in a city. If you didn't look outside. If you don't look out the windows at the, at, at the nature. <laughs> if you didn't if look you out, close yeah, you your eyes, window, but yeah, also you're like, in New York. And, and don't turn on the yeah, heater. Yeah, just imagine you could be back in Brooklyn. Yeah, but if you look out, like you see a view of downtown, so it kind of mm, looks okay. Like that's yeah, that's a that's a nice little trick. So do you yeah. like do you like the neighborhood, or is this just where you ended up? Um, I like it, but yeah, you know, you still can't like walk anywhere. Yeah, so I don't sure. like it's it for that reason. Mm -hmm. I like I just feel so ice. I I feel very isolated. You, ha you have to call an Uber every time you you do anything. Yeah, let me yeah. suggest something. You gotta. You, I think this is great content opportunity for you as well. But we gotta we gotta get you a driver's license, dude. Failed three times. Oh, <laughs> way ahead of you, dude. You're like, we've my whole team has been I've working tried. on this, dude. I've tried, and I actually did make it a big content point. Like, I have a few posts that went that went pretty crazy about me failing. It's very relatable, you know. A lot of people have failed. Well, I'm not not me, but yeah, sure, I'm sure it's relatable for someone. Okay, well, there's a lot of people have strategies, and you have to go to certain DMVs. I know. At you certain have to times. Go to, like, can you just cheat? Yeah, can you just? Well, cheat? I was like, can I just send someone who looks like me to do it? But I guess that's really illegal, right? <laughs> 
Uh, you mean uh, driver's illegal? license fraud is definitely illegal, yeah. Is that a thing? Okay. It would have been really cool if you that. were casting a lookalike to go take your driver's license. I mean, test. honestly... That would it, be w- sick. When you said it, it sounded... I, it's, I've never heard of anyone considering that. Like, it sounds like something that they would do on an episode of Seinfeld, you know? Like, yeah, right? a body double to take the test for you. I've never heard of anyone doing that, and it can't be that hard, right? It's definitely a thought I've had, but of course, I'm not going to act on it. But it's something that I've thought about for sure. Yeah. Because I've tried so, like, I just can't. They're so mean there. Like, I just can't do it. I get <laughs> what, so nervous. What's your What's your major What's your major issue? Like, what yeah, are, what's your hang what up you, here? What Parallel are you parking? bad at? You get scared on the freeway? So... So first of all, this is embarrassing. So in LA, you don't even have to go on the freeway for the test and you don't have to parallel park either. So it's supposed to be really easy, which is what's even more embarrassing. And so I just keep I keep failing on I keep failing on like the automatic fails. So I keep just doing something like crazy. Like you do a thing that's like inexcusable. If you do this thing, it doesn't matter what happened. You're done. Yeah. Next time. And I'm See not even getting points off, really. So like I feel like I'm a good driver. Just in the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like me. You know, this get, is like, like me. I get nervous. Well, what what's an example of a thing that's like a instant fail that you can't stop doing? So the first time I took it, the first time I took it, I like pulled out of the DMV, right? And you're in like a residential neighborhood. So I'm going really slow already. So I pulled out. I'm going slow. I'm going the speed limit, you know. Are you in Glendale? Yeah, I did the one in Glen. Yeah, I did the Glendale one. That's my neighborhood. I'm, I live close to that. Oh, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Okay, so my the, my driving instructor was like, "Glendale's easy. Let's do Glendale." So I trusted him. Apparently, they're super mean there. So <laughs> I pull out of the DMV and like two blocks ahead of where I'm driving, a guy is jaywalking. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so first of all, it's this guy's fault. He basically cost me my license. This guy. So you hit him with the car, and then and then. <laughs> no, so so I didn't hit him, but did a, he live? <laughs> No, I didn't hit him, but but the person giving me the test like thought I was gonna hit him. So she slant, and I'm in the student driving car, right? So they have brakes on the mm, on the passenger mm, side. Mm, mm. So I'm driving and I'm like slowing down to stop, obviously to like let him go. And she slams on the brakes, like slams on it and starts yelling at me. And she's like, "You were gonna hit that pedestrian! Like you were gonna hit that pedestrian! Like freaking out this at me!" Stinky bitch overreacted, just like she always does. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I was like, um, excuse me, but I didn't, I didn't hit him though. Like I was stopping. And she was like, well, you were going to hit the pedestrian. You're going to hit the Like, she was freaking out at me. And I was well, like, well, hit, hitting, pedest- like, hitting a pedestrian is probably the worst thing that could happen to one of these instructors. Yeah, but I didn't hit him, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> like, why is she so pressed? I don't know. So <laughs> Vehicular manslaughter is a reason to be pressed, I suppose. Yeah, so I guess, what? I guess. So at that point, it's like an instant. So at that point, it's like an instant fail. Right, right, right. And like, then, as, as soon as it happens, that, back it up. Let's go home. Yeah, so then, and they don't like tell you you fail in that instant, but like, it's very obvious. And then they like lead you back back to the DMV and I was like freaking out and then the second time I took it I was like way better the second time I took it, it was way better and I only got a few points off but then there was a time in the middle of the test where I like turned left from the wrong lane which is like a big mess up okay that's yeah that's not great yeah so I own that one and then the third time that, that one <laughs> I was like that one was that. like okay I get it like honestly I did a big mess up <laughs> I did a I did a boo-boo <laughs> yeah it was like that one that was that was on me that was on me and then the third time uh-huh. I was pulling into like park and she said I was going too fast and like she slammed on the brakes. She was like, you were going way too fast. And I was like, but like I wasn't though. So I don't know. <laughs> I like the, I like, I like your low key arguments of just like, but I didn't hit him, but I wasn't yeah, though. Because if you don't hit him. A counterpoint, but nah. Yeah. yeah. Like how did she know I was going to hit him? Because I was slowing down. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't kill anybody. Give me my motherfucking license. I didn't know it was that hard. I didn't kill anyone. I didn't know it was that hard. Yeah. Okay. What about, what about the written form of the test? Are you failing? in that part too no that part i'm good like i'm, I'm like, that part i hired somebody to answer it for me so i'm <laughs> no, fine that, i found the answers online so i'm good yeah no i like studied i was like i was vibing i i studied i finished that shit fast i only got like okay. two wrong so that's not the issue okay i think one thing that maybe you can try um you know when like on like movies or a tv show when somebody has jury duty and they tell them to like you know like dress insane and be like an insane person more or less so i think you kind of need to do a similar vibe where whatever you've been trying obviously is not working yeah so we need a drastic switch up so you need to come in with some really fucked up energy Mm -hmm. just like dress dress awfully have a weird bizarre vibe and attitude 
you know, maybe enter some type of weird fluid space, a non-binary <laughs> entity, wear a mustache, yeah. like a disguise, yeah. just like go off the rocker and they'll be like, just, well, I, I think that might be able to psych you out and get this thing done. Yeah. Well, I kind of tried that because the first time I took it, I had like a female, uh, I had a girl like doing the test mm-hmm. and I, I was convinced that like I was a girl and that's why she failed me. I don't know. I was right. like convinced about it. Instant fail. So the second time. Yeah. So the second time and the first time also, it was the day after I remember this so clearly. It was about a year ago. It was the day after the spotify grammy party mm-hmm. so like i was on the red carpet the night before like i was really feeling myself <laughs> i was like looking at my getty images i was like fire. I, had, like, I had like i had like makeup on from the night before you know like i'm feeling myself yeah and i'm like i'm like i'm gonna crush this shit like i'm gonna kill it like i'm so dope and then instant fail obviously and i was like yo she's trying to humble me so hard like she saw my getty images she saw me yeah, on the carpet like she mm-hmm. saw me on the carpet she just doesn't want me to win so the second time i went i kind of like dressed like a boy <laughs> And did like hood, you know, I was like trying to be really low key mm-hmm. and that didn't really work either. So, okay. Yeah, this is, we will just kind of have to pay somebody at the record label to get this thing. Yeah, we're going to get, you need to talk through to your the pro- system, cheat it somehow. To talk to your project, ma- product manager and be like, look, I know this record thing is happening, but we have other pressing issues that we need to deal with because I'm stuck really in, do. I'm stuck in Echo Park having to fucking, having to Uber, you know, to the, to the grocery U- store. Uber to get my glam before before the spotify wrapped party this is fucked up yeah and then i saw i met jason at the other grammy party oh that's right that was kind of fun so you're out you're out on the town you're in the streets i'm in the streets just not on the roads (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm in the sidewalks i'm in the foyers i'm in the ubers that was a good party though that was a really good even though it was raining cats and dogs that was actually my that was the most fun one i I had the most fun of that one yeah me too are you a are you a dancer in situations like that yeah i get down I get down a little. <laughs> okay. You know? All right. Yeah, I dance a little, but I'm not like middle of the dance for like going crazy. Of course, no, but I just, as someone who lives such a rhythm driven life, I, how could you resist? Yeah. And I love, I like love DJing. So when Mark Ronson DJs, like I'm super into it. Like I like to see like his transitions. You know what I mean? I'm like a nerd. That's how Jason is too. That's how Jason right. is. Yeah. So I like to. You like to see a real DJ DJ? Yeah. I like to really like see it. And he still uses Serato. Which is interesting. Do you, Serato? Hell no. And it was cool that you said uh, that's interesting, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, all the like open format guys still kind of use yeah. Serato because it's way easier to to transition to bop around all over the place. And if yeah, some... but I think the new Serato, you can separate stems, like you can separate a acapella like on the spot. Yeah, you can. And I think Mar- I think Mark does that, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's wow. That's pretty crazy. Actually. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's getting crazy? crazy. It's not. An, I mean, but then you still have to have laptop face, which is just not worth it. It's I just, know the laptop DJing is... with a laptop is just not sexy. It really isn't. The amount of pictures I've seen of Jason leaning down to look at a laptop. <laughs> really... I couldn't. I, I can't count. It's on awful. Two hands, it really you know? looks. It really is not cool it's way cooler to pull up with the usb and just like be free you know usb in the headphones yeah i mean it's it's coolest to show up with vinyl but no one's ever going to do that so usb is the way no it's not i i i say i say as the non-dj on this podcast the coolest era was cds cds are cool cds are cool cds was so like the, the way that it would be like just like who were the guys? It's all burn, like, burn CDs. Was with it the like, French like, guys that threw them out? Yeah, all the Ed, all the Ed Banger guys would do it, and they just have the little burn CDRs, and the, every song had cute little hand drawn Sharpie artwork, and you would be drunk in the club, and you would you you wouldn't be like scrolling for the name or the title or the BPM. It was just like, oh, that I remember that cool picture of like a frog that I drew on this, and that's <laughs> how, I, how I know to play this cut copy remix or something. You know? <laughs> no, it's, it's cute. It's, it's so, so awesome. cool, but. But it's it is crazy that DJ used to mean you had to bring a laptop. So you'd have to have if you're smart or you're you have any money, you have to have two because you can't. Yeah, you, yeah. You can't you can't have your your you business, have have business machine in the club. You leave it in the. Yeah. Someone spills a drink on it. Yeah, I used to DJ when I first started. I I learned on Serato and I DJ with Serato and the Serato box like never <laughs> would work. It would always give me so many issues. It was such a nightmare. So then I finally switched. And the, that, and then also forgetting your needles at the club. Oh yeah, the oh, needles. Oh. The needles just, and then you know, like so, like once a month. I mean, you you don't drink or something like that, or or do drugs. But if you do drink and do drugs, you're you're spending five hundred bucks a month on just needles at, at Guitar Center. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about? If if so, you're you're a, an actual DJ who knows about music and rhythm and timing and 
all that stuff, but you are also kind of an influencer at the same time. Do people assume that you're just another kind of random model influencer DJ person? And then they're like surprised and pleasantly pleased to see that you actually are a, a musically talented person? Um, maybe they do like behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, I guess, well, maybe more so how do you feel about seeing, you know, may, maybe being up for a DJ set with a, at a cool party or a cool brand and it goes to somebody, not you, and you know for a fact that that person has no DJ talent. It's just because they're hot or have a lot of followers. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't That's bad. Like you know honest. what? Let me say I, this off rip. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it ha- it's happened to me a hundred times. It happens so much. And I like, I kind of get it. But I, my thing is like, if you're getting booked to DJ, like you got to know how to mix. Like I hate people. I hate when you would think like, even if the DJ has like good taste and stuff, I'm like, you got to know how to mix. And it's not that it's not that hard to learn like you just spend <laughs> spend some hours on it you know you know what i'm saying i'm like that's what i i'm like these djs who've been playing for years and years and like still can't mix i know i don't know maybe that's like super rude but i just think you know what i'm saying it's like if you're going out there like you should just at least know like the. it's like stuff. if you live in los angeles you should at least know how to drive exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> no i know it. i mean I, I know exactly what you mean it's like everyone, you can go on Spotify, you can find out what the cool popular songs are, you could download them, it's all easy. The, the only thing you have to do, the one job you have is just don't train wreck them. Yeah. Just mix the two songs together. Yeah. Technology could not have made it easier in 2024 to do that. It's just like, you know what? I keep getting booked to DJ this coach party for $17,000 and I'm hot and... No one's ever cared that I don't know how to mix. So why am I going to bother learning how to mix when I could yeah. do a Pilates class and get a facial instead with my time? You yeah, know? I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're one of the I'm real just, ones. Like, put the time in, you know, I'm like, put the energy, like, you got to care. You know? Yeah, I think more people are caring, I think it's cool though. To care. I think more people are, are yeah, caring. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to, I haven't been to a, a party in, in a while where I'm like, oh, the DJ, yeah, like, me that's too. annoying. Me too. Like, I feel like it's getting way, it's getting. Yeah, and it's also like, it's getting better because it's, it really is easier and easier to do it. Yeah. And it's not like I'm like the best mixer of all time. I just like, I've been doing it a while. So like, I, I just feel like it's, it's not that hard to like, to put the hours in. You know? I would say, isn't though, isn't that the hardest part of DJing though? <laughs> Just to be clear, yeah, it, it, no, it it is kind of. I think it's like it's a mix. Looking of, cool, mix. looking cool is number one, yeah, obviously. Cool Second is, is mixing. Well, it's yeah. it's it's one of the it's one of the only things that you can actually learn. Like the cool, the like having good taste in music mm. is really the best thing to be a DJ. Yeah, and you can't really learn that. Sure, but, sure, 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 sure. But anyone can go on YouTube and learn how to mix in like 45 minutes Yeah, and like get it down. Like the basic techniques. I think like the hardest part is like knowing how to read a room, which only really comes from practice and like doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. That's definitely the hardest part because you can doing the reps. Yeah. You can be doing your thing and they don't care and that's not working. Yeah. Like you could like plan an hour set. That's like fire in your house for like no one, (laughs) you know, and then you get to the club and like no one, with it and then you're three songs in and you're like abort abort like, Shit. yeah and you're like wait the crowd is like not this isn't the right crowd for this you know it's like you got to know how to kind of cater <clears throat> well hopefully one day we can dj together my friend dude that would be cool i like that i like this or i'll dj and you can slap back to back a little back to back b2b why the fuck not yeah Maybe at my album release party. That's what we need. That we need them jeans on the decks at, at your album release party. That would be party. so sick. So when when's the album coming out? It's coming out March 29th. Very soon. Yeah, check it out. Oh, I have the SoundCloud link. Don't worry, I've been jamming. Oh, you do? Yeah, I like oh, that. Shit. I like that you guys are old school and it's use SoundCloud because I I was complaining about all the stupid promo jukebox services that make it so hard to listen to the music. <laughs> SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud's a throwback, but in a easy. different way. It's like the most simple, dumb, dumb program it like really works it's pretty yeah it's pretty easy are there any features on the album any guests that we would know about like uffy has two songs uffy yeah legend mm. yeah she's so dope our, our world our worlds are really aligning here blue it's pretty cool to see yeah during this during this during this during this podcast i've watched you and jason develop a friendship based on shared interests that is warming my heart i have to Dude, say i feel like we're really i, I feel like we're really bonding 
I feel like we you, could like hang out and really get down. It's kind of like um, how you guys were talking about clubs that are just around for so long and then they just come back and they're cool again. That's kind of how I feel, except my body is Elvis Guest House <laughs> or pianos. <laughs> oh yeah, I could see like that. you. You're still alive, and damn, this guy's still the stuff that you were doing in 2007 is actually very cool now. So, oh my god, welcome to your new life. No, it's coming. It's coming back around. I feel like the album release party has to be like you and and Uffy on the decks. Oh, oh, done. Let's go. That'd I'll call. I'll call, I'll call Cobra Snake. We'll get this thing done. Yeah, we'll get this Cobra Snake's gonna today. be there for sure. Cobra Snake. Mark will be there for sure. Yeah, we need to get Mark on the. De- I'm not like I'm not tight with Mark. And I, I don't worry, so Jason bad. can take care of it. J- Jason can take care of it. If that. Mark DJs my album release, I would like die. I'd be so sick. Um, I don't know if he's ever DJed, but I could get him to DJ. <laughs> I can get him to do pretty much anything. That'd be fire. <laughs> oh. oh, and like, do you guys know Mayor Hawthorne? He, he, of course, of course. Yeah, he was on a song on the album. Beautiful, nice. great guy. Homies, he's probably listening to this pod right now. Dude, I gotta send him. I just, I just went up and and uh, like special guest at his show in LA. It was dope. His album's awesome. I also played bass on a song on his album. Hmm, a little trade. And then he like worked on one on mine. Yeah, a little trade. I love our little How Long Gone family is all I love in- our- intermingling <laughs> together. Yeah, it's Chris nice. and I feel like proud parents on the rocking chair with a little blanket over our knees. Yeah, it's kind of cute. I kind of love it. Thank you, Blue, for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I've been a fan of the pod for a while, so this is really cool. Oh, no, I love that. Thank you. No, no, it was a pleasure. You guys and, are dope. And um, we'll look out for the album on the 29th. Yeah, check it out. I'll see you guys at the release party. We'll be there. All right, thanks, guys. Peace. <laughs>